When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back to the Starfield Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots. I'm here with Dave Chaffins, and today we are transitioning. We've been talking a lot over the last few months about all of the different factions and groups in Starfield. Today we're going to start taking a look at characters. And Mm -hmm. Dave, who are we starting with? Well, I, I remember reminiscing about my mother and she was a choir teacher for 30 years. And so they had choral warm ups. And one of them was Sarah, Sarah, sitting in a Chevrolet all day long. She sits and shifts, sits and shifts and sits and shifts. Sarah, Sarah, <laughs> sitting in a Chevrolet. Sits and shifts. Man, that's a I can oh, see why that's a warm up. Eighth grader. Oh yeah. boy, I could. That is ripe for all sorts of things. Um, man, I didn't. That is not in the show notes. But thank you for sharing that. Uh, when you I never think know of, what kind of tidbit I'm going to come with. <laughs> when I think of Sarah Morgan, I think Morgan and Morgan. And anybody who lives in Florida has heard of Morgan and Morgan for mm-hmm. the people. They're a law firm. They claim to be the biggest law firm in the country. I don't know. It's probably true. But I mean, it's in an advertisement. So everything in advertisements are true all the time. So, yeah, mm-hmm. it's probably true. Yeah. Uh, but we're talking about our good buddy, Sarah Morgan, one of the first people we meet at Constellation. Not the first person, but one of them. And uh, somebody who is a key companion, somebody who is a romance option. There's a lot going on with her. And if you go through some of the quest lines with her, talk to her about her personal life, you can learn a lot about her background. And it's actually more deep and interesting than you may assume from the beginning, because she just kind of comes across. I don't know, Dave, does she come across as kind of a I mean, she's not a goody two shoes, but she's definitely straight laced. If I use two different shoe analogies at the same time. Yeah. You know, like you get a job and you get a supervisor and they're not they're They're just like doing their work and you don't want to. You really don't want to bother them. They don't want to bother you. So it's just pretty much like for the first few months, pretty basic, yeah. pretty cold. That's yeah. how it seems. Yeah. She's, you know, she's, she gets stuff done. She's, she's got a, a focus. She's got a goal in mind and she kind of keeps Constellation moving. But here, let's start it off with her early life. Dave, what do we know about like the earliest bits of this Sarah Morgan person? 
Well, back in the beginning of the universe, life was created. Um, and fast forward a little bit. She is the uh, daughter of two diplomats uh, that were working under the administrative division of the UC. So she is uh, connected, I would say, in mm-hmm. the UC uh, from the moment she's born. Right. Right. OK. So we know she comes from some diplomats. And then what's the next thing we know? Because we we only get these little glimpses, right? Little glimpses from right. conversations. So little glimpses in the character. So she ends up she goes to school like, you know, anyone goes to school and um, she talks specifically about a, a band that she joined called Ironic Comet in which she played drums. Yeah, I love this. Uh, doesn't love Ironic this. Comet sound like a band from high school like uh-huh yes very much so this this feels like your best friend is like hey i got i came up with a name for our band it's the best one ever ironic comet it's so good right and you're like in high school so you're like yeah that sounds great okay that's yeah, and it's it. funny, you know, playing playing the local music scene. You've played a more national music scene. I always really like and enjoy band names. Um, like uh, my favorite one that I've come across is Hurl Brickbat, and it was done in a in a uh, in a very like uh, you know West Virginia's pretty uh, accent, and so everybody would just say Hurl Brickbat, Hurl Brickbat, and it just. Ironic comment feels like it's right in there with the leagues with her little brick bit. Yeah, I remember having conversations and we'll move on for sure. This is quite a tangent, but I remember having conversations with bandmates where we were trying to come up with band names. And most of the time, the the polite response was, mm, that'd be a better name for a song. <laughs> it was, yeah. was a nice way of saying yeah. that's a terrible band name. <laughs> Idea. Yeah, um, but it's 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 a peek into Sarah Morgan's kind of persona of like, oh, you know, this feels like the thing that you're like, tell two truths and one lie. And this is one of the truths that people would think is a lie. You know what I mean? Right. For Sarah Morgan. Right. Right. OK, so w- she played in bands. She went to school. Yeah, she went to school. And when what she was out of that? school, she was given a one year apprenticeship to work under a diplomat at the administrative division. So the division that her parents come from decided, hey, you know, what's great nepotism. So we're going to get you <laughs> your your internship yeah. and uh, you're going to go work for them. That's kind of how it goes. Um, that but- is how it goes. Unless you are Sarah Morgan, in which you tick off your entire family and join the military. Uh, pretty much this decision caused a huge rift between her and her parents and pretty much they didn't talk for a long time. Yeah. So uh, this is interesting because she has parents who were diplomats, assuming we're assuming from the diplomatic part of the administration division. Right. So people who are very careful with their words, they're very, you know, like uh, that seems like part of her character, but there is this other side to her, this military experience and some of the, um, it's, I don't know if it's exactly PTSD, but some of the, uh, influence in her future decisions and how she makes choices definitely come from this military career. So what do we know about that? Yeah. So her military career, she started as a uh, ship navigator, and started working during the colony war. But pretty much right as soon as the colony war kicked off in its first few battles, uh, Sarah's dad was actually killed. He, he doesn't have a name. Um, he was actually killed in a conflict. And uh, she attended the funeral and um, had to essentially reconcile with her mother and been like, oh, you know, I'm sorry I didn't talk to you. And now, you're, and now my dad's dead. Sorry yeah. about it. Yeah. Tragedy brings people together sometimes. Yeah. So, okay. So she's, she's in the military, but then 
the next thing we know is about the Battle of Cassiopeia, which is this huge moment for her. Right. So there was a major naval battle about the planet Cassiopeia one. Uh, so the UC actually was like really in danger. Uh, they suffered severe losses. Um, and uh, the, the chief navigator of the ship was uh, Sarah Morgan. And after the line of command was was killed, Sarah was up next for line of command in the middle of this battle. And she took command of the UC Dauntless and um, managed to finish the fight with a limited crew and then uh, made it to their ship's escape pods. And then they crashed onto Cassiopeia one and she could not find her crew. And only she was able to be survive, was able to be rescued and survive. Yeah. I mean, this is a huge character development kind of moment. You don't go through something like this, taking responsibility for something that you probably weren't fully trained for. And then, feel like you lose the rest of your crew. You're the only one who survives. There's a lot of survivor guilt. I'm sure that comes from that. Why did I survive? Why couldn't I have saved other people? Did I make the right choices? Right. Um, and when you're put into that leadership position that you don't ask for, like yeah. you're not asking for that, that's that's tough in general. Yeah. And, and we see this play out in her character and in, in the way that she seems to make choices in the game, the way she interacts with you. She is uh, she's very capable, but she's there's also this element of uh, being very careful at the same time. Right. Right. She, she's always careful in what decision uh, to make and that it is maximum uh, uh, uses the correct amount of resources for the role. So she'll praise like, oh, you used money to solve you getting in a conflict with somebody. OK, great. So that's perfect. We we don't want to be in, like right. We yeah. do not take unnecessary journeys. Do not cross dangerous roads. If you know <laughs> what I mean. Right, right. Don't don't put yourself in danger if you don't need to be in danger. Right. Don't take risks if you don't need to take risks. That kind of thing. Um, right. So what happens after this conflict? So after the conflict, she was promoted to the head of the UC Navigator Corps, and what that is is it's kind of a. a it seems like a. a shoot off of constellation that sarah tried to make and so they were a team of navigators and their whole thing was exploring new systems for the uc um but sarah kind of had these 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 big ideas of how it was going to be peaceful and how it was going to you know it's really just about science but but that doesn't really make the uc any money so they ended up dissolving the program yeah or or lend to protection in you know with their competition and those kinds of things what's interesting about this is is that we see the origins of her uh her her real intents the, the things that she's really actually interested in um and that's exploration like she became a navigator because on some level she was interested in exploring and traveling around the the galaxy right. and this attempt to work this into the UC and have it funded by the UC and all of that is clearly a progenitor to what eventually became Constellation. Right. You're 100% right. I think um, Sarah starts to learn about herself in this medium of science and um, you know, this political atmosphere that her family's come from, her want to be in the military, like all those things are kind of like gelling together to form a pathway for her that would make more sense. Yeah, it's it's like she's bringing the experience of each of these things together. And if she didn't have all of that experience across all of these different areas, she wouldn't be the right person to lead Constellation. Uh, so it, it eventually comes together, even though the path is very 
very wiggly. It's it's kind of like my me being a podcaster for you know doing that for a living is it's a it's a winding path. This is definitely not something that existed when I was you know growing up or in college, but eventually. I can use all of, all of the experience that I have from other jobs and other things in order to make this work. So, uh, so how does how does the what do we know about her in Constellation? How does that work? So she was recruited to Constellation by uh, the director Aja, um, and they are kind of shared this deep bond um, and friendship that um, like a. You know, big sister little sister like this this uh prof- professor and, and and or like a mentorship role mm-hmm. that aja had for um for sarah and she ended up loving it and within pretty much five years of joining it uh, aja retired and they promoted sarah to the director position for constellation this was in 23 25 right yes it so was she's mm-hmm. been doing this job for a number of years by the time we actually show up Mm-hmm. Um, and she wants to pass on this little relationship that she had with Aja. And, and, um, if you notice in the game, Noel is one of the NPCs that's there. Um, Noel and Sarah are, are fairly close because that is the next, like, that's kind of like the progenitor line of Sarah's now in that mentor role. And Noel is in that, like, you know, learning role and, and kind of you know, making that relationship and growing the next, um, the next director in Sarah's mind. Right. Okay. So again, we don't know a ton about all of these details because a lot of this stuff happens before we show up. So we only get little hints and pieces of dialogue from different characters. Now there's the whole relationship side with Sarah as well, right? Mm-hmm. Like what, 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 tell me about that. What do we know about that? So before we begin, I kind of want to, I've just been seeing in, in various articles of like, how do we refer to the main character? People are calling the main character the spacefarer. Yeah, I noticed this as well. Um, I think I'm fine with that, but it also hit me a little bit as a surprise. I wish that there was more like a Fallouty or Elder Scrolls like the Dragonborn or the Champion of Cyrodiil, yeah, the, or, the Lone yeah. Wanderer. I mean, I think Space Fair is kind of along the lines of like the Lone Wanderer, or the you know, the Vault Dweller, you know, that that kind of thing. Um, uh, kind of, I guess. But yeah, Space Farer. Mm, so we could go with something like the Unity Finder <laughs> or um, the 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 rock miner <laughs> yeah there you go you just start off with the whole mining thing the anonymous rock miner what yeah do we go with that? this is the miner 49er baby yeah be be free in chat says i thought we were calling uh them jonesy jonesy that is a callback yes and that also can be the case what about uh jonesy miner <laughs> jonesy i feel like that's two in the weeds though minor jonesy or the space miner. This, this, I feel like this has gone off on a tangent now. And yeah. Now we're, All right. Well, I guess we'll stick with space fairer because that's what everyone's saying. It's still, it's still so, not my favorite, but I don't have a better one yet. Um, maybe we'll come up with one that makes sense. Maybe it, it, it'll be shown onto us. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's in the DLC. They'll be like, hello. I mean, my character's named Grandpa Gus Galactos. I don't know if they're rolling with that one. Um, anywho, the space grandpa space grandpa um so sarah visits her former um uh captain uh, with the spacefarer and uh laments over the events of cassiopeia so essentially you go to the um the headquarters and you go and talk to the the main guy and he's like oh sarah why don't you come back and work for us we'd love to have you here 
oh it's so good of you to, do you have your visitors pass and she's like no i really just want to go find these people that i think i might have killed but also like did it intentionally kill but also they could be alive i don't know so that kind of sets off the quest chain to go and do that and go back to cassiopeia did so, you say cassiopeia uh, like cassiopeia like with the o accentuated in in my brain it's cassiopeia cassiopeia I had a conversation with an old friend years ago when we were talking about Taco Bell and I was like, I said, Taco, Be- Taco Bell, I emphasized taco. And they were like, no, it's Taco Bell. And I was like, no, it's Taco Bell. Which one is it, Dave? I mean, I'm uh, listen, I'm firm in a camp of dig pics and whatever. So <laughs> you're asking the wrong person on how to pronounce things. Uh, so I'm going to stick with Cassiopeia because Cassiopeia. I like saying that's cool. Cassiopeia. It feels more syrupy. Yeah. <laughs> like, Cassiopeia. Uh huh. Um, you okay. know, so it feels okay. like it feels like you're from Minnesota and you're about to talk about some star system. Anyways. Anyways. No, I'm still I'm still curious. How do you say Taco Bell? Just say Taco oh, Bell. I, I say Taco Bell. OK, so Taco Bell. Not Taco, Taco Bell. Bell. Yeah. I'm okay. not, in, I'm not in the hard bell. Yeah. Mm. I'm in a soft bell. Soft a little bell. bell. You prefer the Big soft tacos, little bells, soft tacos, soft bell. Got it. All right. Uh, all right. So what happens next? They go back to Cassiopeia. Cassiopeia. So, they, so Sarah's like, Hey, do you want to go do this with me? And you're going to be like, yeah, sure. Uh, so you go on the quest to find the remains of the crew that was lost there. So you go back to Sarah's crash site. You start looking around. I'm not going to spoil. You know, th- this is spoilers for that quest. Spoiler. Line, you know, quest line spoiler. Quest line spoiler. Right. Um, so the spacefarer and Sarah, or as we call him, uh, Minor Jonesy, uh, discover Sona. Uh, and Sona is the child of two of her crew members who had been living on the planet for years. So two people from her crew still lived and lived in this little base that they made for themselves and had a kid. We know that they did it. There's proof. I mean, I guess in the future, there's other ways of making children. And in the present, there's other ways of making children. But the assumption is this is now R-rated. All right. R-rated. So what, happens, yeah. what happens next? Um... So the uh, Sarah and the space fair are there to, to collect the dog tags of her people. So she goes around all the graves and grabs all the dog tags. There's like a fight of some sort with some BC that's out there. That's like, no, I want the dog tags. I'm the praying mantis on it. I'm just praying. I'm going to go get the dog tags. And that's, that sounds uh, exactly then, like the character in the game. Did you do the voiceover does. for that character? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm going to pray a mantis. I'm about to get you on level 22 legendary. I'm going to drop a, a, a <laughs> berserk pistol at you so that you can wear no armor. And she does pistol <laughs> if you want more of dave doing funny voices you need to go check out rad rolls yeah that's that's pretty much it um so then the space fair and sarah go back to sauna and they're like hey so um you can stay here and enjoy the planet with the with, with these guys and, or <laughs> you can um come with us back to constellation um and i don't have i don't have the time to go and see what uh, oh you're fine here we're just gonna leave you later because mm-hmm. i'm not that kind of i'm not that kind of guy i'm i'm you know in in these bethesda games i collect people like pokemon and i you know will <laughs> will say whatever you need me to say to get you to the next level um mm-hmm. I'm, I'm that deceptive in my my workings i'll be whatever you want me to be when i'm around you but the moment you're out of my squad then it's pirate time anyways um so then you recruit sarah if you do the option that i gave to uh, come back with you 
uh, to Constellation. And Sarah, excuse me, Sona and Sarah actually are there. They Sona goes back to Constellation. She's living in Constellation. She's walking around. Now, does she look exactly like Cora? Maybe. <laughs> it's the Bethesda thing where all the kids look the same. Is is that kind of weird? Yeah. Uh-huh. And then it's like. It, it's it's very strange also their strange names time. have the same vowels in the same Cora sona maybe they're twins oh that's weird. so you mean to tell me that you mean what you're trying to say is sam co went and he did the ugly with one of these lost crew members on the changes planet and then <laughs> had a kid yep Yep. And then but didn't know it. DTFO out of there. Yeah, he didn't know it. And and the, their siblings. And that's why they look similar. I mean, so I like that headcanon, but that just sounds like it's from a a plot from like Days of Our Lives or Passions or something like that. Or a really clickbaity uh YouTube video. Pretty much. So um after you do this this quest and you you can kind of if you wanna if you wanna flirt up Sarah a little bit, if you wanna be like, hey, I'm <laughs> Jivan Jonesy Minor here, and I really like you. Uh, you can you can kind of flirt her up, and um, once you flirt with her enough, uh, then you can marry them, which is how life works. Uh, <laughs> you flirt a lot, the, the, and then marriage happens. And the marriage happens. Okay. Um, yeah, and so if you go to the wedding, um, and you know you show up at the altar, you don't um, pull. Uh, was it the graduate? Was that the one with the graduate? Away? That was the student with the older lady. The graduate. Oh. Anyway, he's saying the bride from uh, Kill Bill. It is Dennis Hoffman. I don't know. Oh, it's I don't Dennis know. Hoffman. No, that's not the he same goes thing. Away the, anyways, they get married and they go away to the bus and they look sad. Anyways, I, I think that's the guy. Anyways. So, <laughs> so you go to the wedding uh-huh. and Aja is the person that is giving the vows at the wedding. And then Sarah's mom is actually there. And it's funny because they both live at Paradiso and you figure they don't like, I don't know. It seems like the retirement community slash vacation spot. Like I figure we need more vacation spots in space mm-hmm. of places to go. And your vacation spot is pretty uninspired because it literally just looks like Miami. Yeah. It's like one resort in Miami or it's like a cruise ship just like stuck on the ground. <laughs> Basically that's it. That, so can, that's so parody. We'll have to do parody. So on another episode, it's a, is a weird thing. It's a little it's a weird. weird little play. It's a little weird. Um, all right. But then you can get married, but then of course with the life marriage and the last thing in that triumvirate is death. Right. So, right. Uh, so Sarah can actually die because the hunter kills her. Surprise. The hunter kills somebody on um, mm-hmm. Sarah can die. And actually her mother doesn't show up to her funeral, which I think is funny. Um, just of like that is a little so weird. like yeah my experience of my experience of doing the of, of like going through the quest with my first character this isn't grandpa gus galacto grandpa gus galacto is like on a different level than my first guy uh-huh. so my uh-huh. first guy right. davy wild lasers he <laughs> goes to the quest that was line. his name that i was didn't his name davy wild lasers okay um he goes to the quest line and since Sarah's just always with me, I just, I don't, I, I take her for granted, but then I turn around and the hunter kills her. And I'm like, oh, and then we go to the funeral and then everybody's like, oh man, Sarah was great. Sarah was perfect. We just, we miss her so much and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, you're hearing all these things after she's dead. And I'm like, maybe she was great. I don't know. Maybe I just ignored this person. And so it was like time to speak at the funeral. And I was like, well, I can say a nice thing, but I don't really believe any of this. So I have to hear the whole time about how much they miss Sarah, how much Sarah's gone. So when I jump to the other universe, 
I'm like, okay, well, clearly I got to romance this person because you know everybody freaking loves check her. it out. She's so, she sounds amazing. Yeah, I romance her, and then her mom shows up at the wedding, and I'm like, hey, you weren't at the funeral. Why yeah. did she come to the funeral? Maybe wait. Mm-hmm. Maybe because you didn't meet her in the game, she didn't really exist yet, and so in that version, she doesn't come to the because you you didn't reconcile them. No, I didn't reconcile. Well, I mean, so, they, they're already reconciled. They just there's no reconciliation. Oh, that's right. There's that's no a, reconciliation. Right, but like the the whole meeting, them meeting thing again in front of you, right. that sort of thing didn't happen, right, right in the questline. So maybe that's right. what needs to happen. And then if she dies, then the mom does show up at the funeral. That'd be worth testing out. I'm sure somebody out there has tested out. There there are people who have played a thousand hours of this game at this. That's point. the thing with companions is like there's a number of different you know ways and iterations and 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 things that you can do. Like I don't know what happens when you leave Sona there. That feels like a super villain origin story yeah I, I don't know either so if you if you have more knowledge about some of these things because we clearly we haven't been able to test out every single version of every little thing that would take hundreds and hundreds of hours but if you have then let us know and maybe we'll fill this yeah. in on a future episode uh, shoot us a, an email there's uh, links in the show notes and you can also join us on the discord all of that stuff uh, we'd love to love to learn more if, if possible um, but first we got to go take a break to go thank our patrons and we'll be back because we've got some discussion questions and of course the most important one uh what kind of band was ironic comet that's what i want to know so don't go anywhere save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today kroger fresh for everyone Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, here we are in the middle of the show, and BeFree has one of the best comments in chat so far. Uh, I'm sure someone will find a way to mod uh, (laughs) for you to be able to romance Sarah's mom. So, yeah, I'm sure that'll happen at some point, because there's going to be a mod for everything. Uh, But thank you for checking out the show. Thank you for being here. And thank you to all of our patrons, including Commander Marcus Shepard, our space lord, who gets a shout out every week. And thank you to all the rest of our patrons as well for your support. We can't do the show without you, and we very much appreciate it. Head over to patreon.com slash Starfield Lorecast to take a look at all the different stuff you can get. Ad-free episodes, it's very cheap to get that. But then if you sign up at higher levels, you get special stickers, custom designed stickers and t-shirts. And then you can also join us for our patron chats every month. So lots of fun stuff over there. Also, if you'd like to help us out in other ways, you can leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. That's extremely helpful as well. And uh, thank you for all the support from all of you out there we really do appreciate it all right let's move on with some discussion questions because there's some things we don't really know about sarah and we'd like to know more all right welcome back here we go so dave i know you've got some discussion questions i teased one of mine but why don't we start with some something you've been wondering well, I want to go back to this comment that you talked about. What if you just walked up to Sarah and you're like, all right, Sarah, here's the thing. Look at me. Look at me in the eyes. I'm your dad now. <laughs> I'm your dad. Wait, for, if, why? Why are we doing this? What? Because we romance Sarah's mom. So now. Oh, we're, Sarah, this is the way you inform her that you are now her Yeah, this father. is the dialogue. This, it, this can, isn't like an intimidation just, thing. Just cut this. Just cut this and put it in the game. Sarah, I'm your dad now. And you're going to be happy about the life that I enjoy that I bring to your mother across the stars 
and in the Constellation building. I think you've been watching too much uh, reality TV. A little bit. <laughs> that would be very uncomfortable. Um, all right. So do you, do you have another question or thought about Sarah? Oh, oh, discussion questions. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's do that. Um, yeah. So is Sarah a good director of Constellation? Is she doing a good job? Is she doing a good job directing Constellation? It's this weird com for me. It seems like a weird combination because you get there, you meet her, you get this little intro. It looks like everything's going pretty well because they're starting to find some things. The place is really decked out. It's a really nice looking building. Uh, there's members who are all busy doing their stuff, but then there's a lot of this like wonkiness going on with like Barrett is now stuck in a mining colony because he gave you his ship and that was unexpected. There's uh, even the, the conversation you have earlier with Sarah where she's like, you know, we have our we kind of have our guidelines here, but you got to do what you got to do. So do what you got to do. And then you take her with you and then you do so anything that's like shady at all and she's like i can't believe you did that and it's like didn't you just tell me to do what i need to do like what's up so it's i get mixed signals i don't what do you, how do you feel yeah in a in an organization where like the goal is curiosity and the goal is like trying things exploring and, and learning and doing new things like doing doing new things is sometimes morally wrong you know <laughs> right sometimes you push that boundary too far and right. it steps on other people and and so like there's there's got to be allowances for that and i feel like there's no allowances in her but doing new stuff can be really dangerous especially when you really feel out of your element or or, or don't really understand what's going on and i think that um she's a really bad director because of this thing. I think she took those artifacts, put them in this big whoopsie doo globe in the middle of her little area. And then didn't think that maybe there was a bad guy out there. Everybody right, knows right. once you discover the secret artifacts with powers <laughs> that there's always a bad guy. There's always, it's in every single media. This, this, have, have you seen like, an Indiana Jones movie at all? You right. discover the, so, the, the thing, it gets stolen by the bad guys. There's bad guys out there. They want to kill you. Once you encounter them for the first time, that should be like a red flag of like, oh, crap, we need to like, maybe we need some security stuff, you know? Yeah. Maybe we need to secure ourselves. That is a little weird now that you bring it up. You have these relics that have been discovered across the galaxy that nobody's ever discovered before, and they're being kept in a non-guarded building out in the open, and anybody can just walk in. It feels like she's too tight on like you as a person, but pretty lax with everything else. Yeah, that is weird. And I get it. Like Constellation has its limitations. Oh, wait, no, Walter's there with all the money in the world. He could at least buy some or pay some security to just hang out. Right. I mean, come on. Right. Then you're like, right. You that, know, does, if, that is if, weird. Right. And so if you're going to if you're going to do that. If you're going to have that, then great. Then like then you're congruent as a person. And it's like, yeah, I'm a real tightwad. Like, sure. But it feels like it, it's like it, she's she's like uptight about the wrong things and then like pretty relaxed about the wrong things as well. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are some uh, weird uh, inconsistencies, I, I would say, in, in her character. And I would I mean, it's a video game. It's, there's a lot of different writers who work on these, like the, oh, the yeah. person who did her backstory may not be the same person who does her romance options. I'm not, saying, not, I, I'm not does, saying that it's bad. It's right. bad writing. Like there are people like 
I'm I'm looking at it as like the person who's the director of constellation. Like yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. saying that like, you know, that management situation that she's done yeah. very poor. It, yeah, like it she needs come she needs to get an employee pr- improvement plan, I think. <laughs> right. <And> okay. like, <laughs> All right. So, uh outside of that, um what do you think about uh Sona? Like she yes, had I, responsibility wonder- over Sona's parents. And then tragedy happens and then doesn't discover what goes on for years. Is she responsible for this kid? So I wonder about like where, like where responsibility and capacity happens with Sarah of like, she feels like she has to atone for her kids, but also taking care of a, you know, eight to 12 or 14 year old is responsibility in itself. Um, it's just, it feels confusing to me of why it's like, oh, the options are I either live you here or you're now my daughter instead of like, <laughs> I can help get you set up. Right. Like, I know can, people like, in the UC that can like, an act, there's probably an actual group out there that helps find parents for children and takes care of orphans and all of that. Right. Right. To me, it's not like, oh, do we leave her? Because she, what she wants to do is leave her in her natural habitat. She seems happy there. And she's like, I want like, so like, I want to stay here. I don't want to go with you. And you have to convince her of that. So like, wouldn't there be like a third middle option for that where it's like, oh, well, you know, you're either with me or you're here on Cassiopeia. I leave you or you are my daughter and you will do everything I say. You're either you're either my daughter or you're one of their daughters. (laughs) Yeah, that that is a little weird, too. It it feels like um, sometimes. And so from like there's the inside the story version of what's going on here which feels very limiting so then i my natural instinct is to go meta like what is actually happening here that feels like well they only had so many resources and an actual concept of like well here let me take you back to the uc let's find the right authorities let's do what we need to in order to get you properly you know processed right but i'm thinking about about like you don't have to go through that you can just be like sarah's gonna do that in her off time like you know sarah spent some time just like that's true standing around standing in front of you standing in doorways right she could it could be a dialogue cora we read some books last night like there's there could be a dialogue thing of like um why don't you come back with me and i will take you to the organization that helps you know deal with whatever and and right yeah and and that could have been an option and you could just go yes and then they get on your ship and then next time you're at a place somewhere they disappear and they do a thing you know like Like, hey remember that girl i found on that planet i didn't give her to the praying mantises but i did get her uh like set up at a boarding school and she's pretty happy about it right right now she has other kids to play with and now she has friends and potential uh you know, yeah, role models or whoever. Um, right. All right, so yeah, that that part also weird. Uh, I like this next question you have. Yeah, it, my question is: Is Sarah a nepo baby, and does Constellation show closer ties to the UC? I mean, so pretty much. Is the, I think the answer is yes to both of those. Uh, yeah, and like there's definitely okay. So let's talk about the Constellation. Constellation is absolutely has closer ties to the uc i mean look at where it's located uh it it has support um it was founded by people who have ties to the uc like all of that stuff is there right i feel like that they should like i and and the reason it's like okay where constellation is located sure you can put a station in new atlantis but you put the space station the eye you put that in the same system as your other 
don't you want to put that like if it's the eye and it's scanning new plants, don't you want to put that like on out there, you know, like, like mm-hmm. chuck that space station out to, I don't know, Timbuktu. Yeah. Or three. That's Timbuk Timbuk three. and then Roman numeral two, by the way, mm-hmm. because, you know, planets. Yeah. Timbuk is a planetary system. Timbuk, yes. <laughs> yep. The All right. So system. what about the Nepo baby? Because uh, clearly she comes from some level of affluence and then she rebels against it. Right. And so the, the, like the military experience and like going to the military like that has to take her parents off. But she already has this like intel and she's obviously like into the navigation stuff and then pretty much gets like assigned like a new department to see if it'll work. Like yeah. that feels like nepotism to me. Yeah. After of, she like, fails actually saving her crew during right. a major conflict, like she doesn't right. really succeed. I mean, she succeeds in, in surviving, but that's about it. Right. Like that wasn't a, hey, good job at that big, important battle. We're going to give you a promotion. Why don't you pick out a new thing you'd like to start and we'll help fund it? You know, like, no, that's not what what happened. And it's funny because like. Does Sarah being the director also put them closer to the UC stuff? Like, I, I feel like that the UC is so involved that they just have the other members of constellation are just like people that like the uc sometimes like they're like the people that are closest to it's like sam coast like i'm done being a ranger i'm not a ranger anymore i don't want to be a ranger i think the system's broken yeah i'm not a big fan of the uc either but it's cool it's fine it's fine right or like you know the um the other the other lady that i forgot her name andresia yeah her yeah, Andresia, one of the main characters of the game. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I, I like, I'm not in the Serpent's Embrace, but I like Constellation. They're pretty cool. And so therefore I kind of, you know, yeah, I like living in the UC. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Same goes for the um, the pirate guy on the on the eye. Yeah, you know, r- right. Popeye that lives up there. Yeah, they all they all have kind of like broken connections to their old stuff. And I mean, UC comes across as the most neutral faction of the factions. Like if you want to become a citizen, there are ways to do that. They're, you know, they they don't have a very strong uh, ideology as compared to, say, House Varun, which is, ex- is all ideology. Right. Right. Um, so. And so like I, I, you know, when it comes to wrestling, like wrestling characters, like people booed John Cena for years because he was was trying to be this like hero and like, oh, I'm going to do all the stuff and I'm the face of the company and I'm so great. And and like the fans were like, boo, boo, boo. And so then he played into that of like, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm here because I'm it's extremely like extreme nepotism in that case. And so like that that's the perspective I'm looking at it from of like, you know, I want a game where there's there's morally great choices and there's, you know, no no faction is right. You know, let's look at Fallout 4. I'm sure you could debate about which ending is best for that. But it truly feels like the United Colonies are the best for people to live in. And we talked about that in our Patreon episode of like, where would you want to live? And we're both like, oh, United Colonies, because we could just like have an apartment and like do the things that we already do and just enjoy our, you know, nonviolent lives, lower risk, lower, but lower reward. Right. Like, yeah, we, yeah, we have had that whole discussion. Yeah, I I can see that. Um, But yeah, I I think to go back to Sarah, just being a Nepo baby. Yeah. Yeah. There's a certain, there's a certain comfort that comes from that upbringing, but then the difficulty she went through in the military, which have affected her personality. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, she she came from a place of, of privilege compared to some of these other characters. And I can see how there is a little bit of uh, 
uh, you know, Andreja being uh, feeling like she doesn't fully fit in and those kinds of things, you know, with with a leader like Sarah, they are very different. They're very different characters. They come from very different backgrounds. Um, and in that sense, yeah, I could, I could see a certain feeling of like, well, I don't really get her or she doesn't really get me. Uh, we're not quite the same. But to, to take, again, take a kind of meta, that's how most organizations are. You get a diversity of people and some people come from similar backgrounds, but then there's always differences. And it doesn't mean there's a lot of friction there, but there's a certain level of familiarity and comfort with certain people as opposed to others. Yeah, so, I think you're right. I think you're yeah. right. All right. So my my big question <laughs> to wrap this episode up, the ironic comment, the band, what kind of band were they? What did they sound like? Because we don't know. All right. Um, I'm going to pose a, an addendum question. What? So we know that there's drums in right, this band. Right. What other instrument was played? You got to name one and I'm going to name one. Uh, I think that there was a saxophone. I think there was a keytar. A keytar and a saxophone and a drum set. And we're talking like physical drums in the future. We can very easily, just like today, not have physical drums. But she was a physical drummer with a saxophone and a keytar. That means that they are some sort of strange fusion jazz trio. I mean, right. You're right. <laughs> but I don't it. know if that's something that the teens would play. But then again, like, you know, the, you know how cycles go. Like right now, like the kids are big into the 90s and wearing like the kind of grungy stuff and listening to like, you know, it's it's grunge music, but it's a little bit different. It's a little more cleaned up, but it's still it's still like that. And so like, what's that cycle? Like, are we going back to like the 1940s? Like, are we like as like I, I think I think this is 1950s, enough. 1960s, Miles Davis. I think that's what's happening here. Mm, and they, mm, and got, yeah, a little, little post bebop, like modern jazz. Uh, yeah. There's like, she's just like, that's a great band for a Nepo baby. Yeah. And ironic comment there there. It's ironic that they're playing this like vintagey music hundreds of years in the future, but also using a guitar with a saxophone and a drum set. So there you go. That's it. I like it. There you go. So uh, I think that we've solved everything about Sarah and we need time to wrap up this episode. Uh, <laughs> thanks for tuning in, everybody. Chat, thank you for being here. Uh, I see some other comments uh, in, in chat. Um, EDM grunge. Is that a combo? Combo genre. EDM slash grunge with actual acoustic drums, which I guess that could work. That could be cool. Um, Dave, what else do you have going on before we head out? Uh, Rad Rolls is still going. Uh, it's right behind me here. Got a little sign. Beep bonk. Um, it's a Fallout tabletop role playing game that you can listen to with your nice, beautiful ears and get that wonderful sound quality voice that you've heard here on Starfield Lorecast with my other uh, friends where we play through um, some great Fallout scenarios that you will really enjoy. I hope you should on all add the podcast in, services. I hope you add in that Prang Mantis alien character into your story somewhere. Hey guys, this is my daughter Shona. Shona, say hi. Can can the praying mantis character not be an enemy, but be like a shopkeeper somewhere? Yeah, it's just like, like giant death mutated, claw. like yeah, yeah, a giant mutated mantis that's just yeah. like check out. Hey everyone, check out all my wares. <laughs> yeah, 
I want yes. this. I want this on your show now. Uh, yeah, go yeah. check out Rad Rolls. Absolutely. Uh, also, robotsradio.net for my podcasts, including the Fallout Lorecast, the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the Lord of the Rings Lorecast, and the Mass Effect Lorecast. Those are the ones I currently am hosting. I've hosted other shows that are now handed off to other creators, and there's a lot of other creators on the network who are doing their own shows. They're all awesome. Go check them out. Robotsradio.net. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Chat, thank you for being here for the live show. We'll see you next week. Until then, stay safe out in that galaxy. And if you happen to find a kid of people who you used to be responsible for their lives, then uh, make sure you leave them there with the weird talking praying mantis character. It's always an option. you enjoyed this show did you know that parodies are copyright protected tell a friend and review on itunes or other services dave and tom excited for starfield let's all speculate and wear no shoes hey why aren't we wearing any shoes because shoes rhymes with itunes and that's the best i could think of Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.